This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Is the virtue of humility irrelevant in our current moral landscape? Keep listening to learn more about Richard Foster's new book, Learning Humility, A Year of Searching for a Vanishing Virtue. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Jeremiah is flogged and put in a cell. Now Pashur, son of Emir, heard Jeremiah prophesy these things. He was the priest who was chief of security in the Lord's temple. When he heard Jeremiah's prophecy, he had the prophet flogged. Then he put him in the stocks that were at the upper gate of Benjamin in the Lord's temple. But the next day, Pashur released Jeremiah from the stocks. When he did, Jeremiah said to him, The Lord's name for you is not Pashur, but terror is everywhere. For the Lord says, I will make both you and your friends terrified of what will happen to you. You will see all of them die by the sword of their enemies. I will hand all the people of Judah over to the king of Babylon. He will carry some of them away into exile in Babylon, and he will kill others of them with the sword. I will hand over all the wealth of the city to their enemies. I will hand over to them all the fruits of the labor of the people of the city and all their prized possessions, as well as all the treasures of the kings of Judah. Their enemies will seize it all as plunder and carry it off to Babylon. You, Peshur, and all your household will go into exile in Babylon. You will die there, and you will be buried there. The same thing will happen to all your friends to whom you have prophesied lies. Jeremiah complains about the reaction to his ministry. Lord, you coerced me into being a prophet, and I allowed you to do it. You overcame my resistance and prevailed over me. Now I have become a constant laughingstock. Everyone ridicules me. For whenever I prophesy, I must cry out, Violence and destruction are coming. This message from the Lord has made me an object of continual insults and derision. Sometimes I think, I will make no mention of his message. I will not speak as his messenger anymore. But then his message becomes like a fire locked up inside of me, burning in my heart and soul. I grow weary of trying to hold it in. I cannot contain it. I hear many whispering words of intrigue against me. Those who would cause me terror are everywhere. They are saying, 
Come on, let's publicly denounce him. All my so-called friends are just watching for something that would lead to my downfall. They say, perhaps he could be enticed into slipping up so we can prevail over him and get our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me to help me like an awe-inspiring warrior. Therefore, those who persecute me will fail and will not prevail over me. They will be thoroughly disgraced because they did not succeed. Their disgrace will never be forgotten. O Lord of heaven's armies, you test and prove the righteous. You see into people's hearts and minds. Pay them back for what they have done because I trust you to vindicate my cause. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he rescues the oppressed from the clutches of evildoers. Cursed be the day I was born. May that day not be blessed when my mother gave birth to me. Cursed be the man who made my father very glad when he brought him the news that a baby boy had been born to him. May that man be like the cities that the Lord destroyed without showing any mercy. May he hear a cry of distress in the morning and a battle cry at noon, for he did not kill me before I came from the womb, making my pregnant mother's womb my grave forever. Why did I ever come forth from my mother's womb? All I experience is trouble and grief, and I spend my days in shame. Jeremiah chapter 22, verses 24 through Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 1 through 32. Jeremiah chapter 22, beginning at verse 24. Jeconiah will be permanently exiled. The Lord says, As surely as I am the living God, you, Jeconiah, king of Judah, son of Jehoiakim, will not be the earthly representative of my authority. Indeed, I will take that right away from you. I will hand you over to those who want to take your life and of whom you are afraid. I will hand you over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and his Babylonian soldiers. I will force you and your mother who gave you birth into exile. You will be exiled to a country where neither of you were born, and you will both die there. You will never come back to this land that you will long to return to. This man, Jeconiah, will be like a broken pot someone threw away. He will be like a clay vessel that no one wants. Why will he and his children be forced into exile? Why will they be thrown out into a country they know nothing about? O land, land, land of Judah. Listen to the Lord's message. The Lord says, Enroll this man in the register as though he were childless. Enroll him as a man who will not enjoy success during his lifetime, for none of his sons will succeed in occupying the throne of David or ever succeed in ruling over Judah. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 1 through 32. New leaders over a regathered remnant. The Lord says, The leaders of my people are sure to be judged. They were supposed to watch over my people like shepherds watch over their sheep but they are causing my people to be destroyed and scattered. So the Lord God of Israel has this to say about the leaders who are ruling over his people. You have caused my people to be dispersed and driven into exile. You have not taken care of them. So I will punish you for the evil that you have done. I, the Lord, affirm it. Then I myself will regather those of my people who are still alive from all the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their homeland. They will greatly increase in number. I will install rulers over them who will care for them then they will no longer need to fear or be terrified. None of them will turn up missing. I, the Lord, promise it. I, the Lord, promise that a new time will certainly come when I will raise up for them a righteous branch, a descendant of David. He will rule over them with wisdom and understanding and will do what is just and right in the land. Under his rule, Judah will enjoy safety and Israel will live in security. This is the name he will go by. The Lord has provided us with justice. So I, the Lord, say, A new time will certainly come. People now affirm their oaths with, 
I swear as surely as the Lord lives who delivered the people of Israel out of Egypt. But at that time, they will affirm them with, I swear as surely as the Lord lives who delivered the descendants of the former nation of Israel from the land of the north and from all the other lands where he had banished them. At that time, they will live in their own land. Oracles against the false prophets. Here is what the Lord says concerning the false prophets. My heart and my mind are deeply disturbed. I tremble all over. I am like a drunk person, like a person who has had too much wine because of the way the Lord and his holy word are being mistreated. For the land is full of people unfaithful to him. They live wicked lives and they misuse their power. So the land is dried up because it is under his curse. The pastures in the wilderness are withered. Moreover, the Lord says, both the prophets and priests are godless. I have even found them doing evil in my temple. So the paths they follow will be dark and slippery. They will stumble and fall headlong, for I will bring disaster on them. A day of reckoning is coming for them. The Lord affirms it. The Lord says, I saw the prophets of Samaria doing something that was disgusting. They prophesied in the name of the god Baal and led my people Israel astray. But I see the prophets of Jerusalem doing something just as shocking. They are unfaithful to me and continually prophesy lies, so they give encouragement to people who are doing evil, with the result that they do not stop their evil doing. I consider all of them as bad as the people of Sodom, and the citizens of Jerusalem as bad as the people of Gomorrah. So then I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, have something to say concerning the prophets of Jerusalem. I will make these prophets eat the bitter food of suffering and drink the poison water of judgment. For the prophets of Jerusalem are the reason that ungodliness has spread throughout the land. The Lord of Heaven's army says to the people of Jerusalem, Do not listen to what these prophets are saying to you. They are filling you with false hopes. They are reporting visions of their own imaginations, not something the Lord has given them to say. They continually say to those who reject what the Lord has said, Things will go well for you. They say to all those who follow the stubborn inclinations of their own hearts, Nothing bad will happen to you. Yet which of them has ever stood in the Lord's inner circle so they could see and hear what he has to say? Which of them has ever paid attention or listened to what he has said? But just watch. The wrath of the Lord will come like a storm. Like a raging storm, it will rage down on the heads of those who are wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has fully carried out his intended purposes. In future days, you people will come to understand this clearly. I did not send those prophets, yet they were in a hurry to give their message. I did not tell them anything, yet they prophesied anyway. But if they had stood in my inner circle, they would have proclaimed my message to my people. They would have caused my people to turn from their wicked ways and stop doing the evil things they are doing. Do you people think that I am some local deity and not the transcendent God? The Lord asks. Do you really think anyone can hide himself where I cannot see him? The Lord asks. Do you not know that I am everywhere? The Lord asks. The Lord says, I have heard what those prophets who are prophesying lies in my name are saying. They are saying, I have had a dream. I have had a dream. Those prophets are just prophesying lies. They are prophesying the delusions of their own minds. How long will they go on plotting to make my people forget who I am through the dreams they tell one another? That is just as bad as what their ancestors did when they forgot who I am by worshiping the god Baal. Let the prophet who has had a dream go ahead and tell his dream. Let the person who has received my message report that message faithfully. What is like straw cannot compare to what is like grain. I, the Lord, affirm it. My message is like a fire that purges dross. It is like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. I, the Lord, so affirm it. So I, the Lord, affirm that I am opposed to those prophets who steal messages from one another that they claim are from me. I, the Lord, affirm 
that I am opposed to those prophets who are using their own tongues to declare the Lord declares. I, the Lord, affirm that I am opposed to those prophets who dream up lies and report them. They are misleading my people with their reckless lies. I did not send them. I did not commission them. They are not helping these people at all. I, the Lord, affirm it. 2 Kings chapter 24, verses 1-9 through During Jehoiakim's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacked. Jehoiakim was his subject for three years, but then he rebelled against him. The Lord sent against him Babylonian, Syrian, Moabite, and Ammonite raiding bands. He sent them to destroy Judah, just as in the Lord's message that he had announced through his servant, the prophets. Just as the Lord had announced, he rejected Judah because of all the sins that Manasseh had committed, because he killed innocent people and stained Jerusalem with their blood. The Lord was unwilling to forgive them. The rest of the events of Jehoiakim's reign and all the accomplishments are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah. He passed away and his son Jehoiachin replaced him as king. The king of Egypt did not march out from his land again, for the king of Babylon conquered all the territory that the king of Egypt had formerly controlled between the stream of Egypt and the Euphrates River. Jehoiachin's reign over Judah. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother was Nehushta, the daughter of Elnathan from Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord as his ancestors had done. Second Chronicles chapter 36 verses 6 through 9. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacked him, bound him with bronze chains, and carried him away to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar took some of the items in the Lord's temple to Babylon and put them in his palace there. The rest of the events of Jehoiakim's reign, including the horrible sins he committed, and his shortcomings are recorded in the scroll of the kings of Israel and Judah. His son Jehoiachin replaced him as king. Jehoiachin's reign. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, our Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for just even uh, Jeremiah's, Jeremiah's just struggles, O oh God, even with um, his mantle and call as his, his anointing as a prophet. O oh God, I think um, many of us, O oh God, who are, have been called to ministry, O oh God, can, uh, whether public, whether clergy, whether in different leadership roles within the church, O oh God, or even in public-facing ministries, O oh God, there are times, oh God, when our laments mirror that of Jeremiah, uh, who talks about how, you know, how it is that how you were the one that called him to to be a prophet, and you were the one who chose him and prevailed over him, oh God, and and and, and called him into uh, that calling, a very hard calling. We are often despised for telling the truth about the gospel, telling the truth, oh God, about our sins. And but the beautiful, beautiful truth of the redemption, the restoration, the salvation that's available to us in Jesus Christ. God, would you help? Would you help those of us, any of us, oh God, who are struggling, oh God, and who are echoing those same sentiments as Jeremiah, oh God, maybe even perhaps despising the call, oh God, would you help? Help us to see your perspective, oh God, and to do your will according to your way and fill us with joy again, oh God. I mean, I pray, oh God, uh, the rest of those passages stand as a warning that we would not fall or falter, uh, that we would not be like those who are false prophets, who prophesy lies, 
who prophesy from their own delusions, who prophesy from their own fantasies, who prophesy from their own uh, dreams. And, and I, let me say, prophesy, oh God, from their own dreams, from their own um, delusions that did not seek your counsel, that did not repeat, oh God, the message that you <laughs> have for your people. Would you help us all, oh God, as prophets, priests, and kings? That's the threefold anointing that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. Would you help us to prophesy what is true? Would you help us help us to prophesy in alignment with the message that you've given us, those of us with the prophetic gifts, God, I pray that you would help us, give us holy boldness to declare with courage what thus saith the Lord. Help us not to turn from the left or to the right. God, we don't want a legacy like Jehoiachin. We don't want a legacy and to be remembered uh, for being evil. We don't want to be remembered for having a legacy of sin. We don't want to have a legacy of turning our back on you. Oh God, would you help us to live lives, oh God, that are worthy of your gospel? Would you help us to live lives that reflect our redemption, our salvation in Christ? Help our blood bought um, um, souls and, re- and, and bodies be evident to all who encounter us, oh God. Help us to leave a legacy that, that exemplifies and embodies love, that, that exemplifies uh, uh, your commandment, that exemplifies the fruits of the Spirit, oh God. Would you help us, oh God, to continually look to you and to trust you? Because we know, oh God, that by your grace, you will uphold us and keep us, oh God, until the very end. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Not only is humility vanishing from contemporary culture, but we're also witnessing how destructive a lack of humility has become among our churches and ministry leaders. And yet, author Richard Foster insists that humility is central to the journey towards spiritual transformation. For this reason, he decided to spend a year studying the virtue of humility, using the Lakota calendar as a framework, learning humility, provides us with a look into the insights Foster gathered from sources ranging from Native American culture to Julian of Norwich to scripture to personal friends. Learning humility offers profound insight into what humility can look like in our current cultural climate. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.